Minute Sermon, a podcast from the Reverend George Pink. A few years ago, I was living in England, and one Saturday I caught the train to London for a theology and apologetics conference, because a geek like myself thinks that is a fun way to spend a weekend. The conference was held at Central Hall in Westminster, which is not much more than a stone's throw from Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament, and some might say that wouldn't be a bad use of a stone. Anyway, while the conference itself was a positive experience, it wasn't something from the actual event which was the thing that really stayed with me. Instead, it was a conversation I unexpectedly had at the end of the day. The conference had just finished, and the delegates were all filing out of Central Hall to make their way home. I paused on the footpath outside to look at Google Maps on my phone to try and work out which direction I needed to go in. As I was doing so, a German chap who had also been at the conference wandered up to me, eating a sausage, and he asked how I had found the day. I said I thought it had been very good, and I asked him the same question in return. He said he had found it somewhat disappointing and a bit frustrating. His disappointment came from the fact that all the speakers seemed to assume that the things in the Bible they talked about actually happened. Now at this stage, I thought to myself that, to be honest, I'm not sure what he would have expected at a Christian apologetics conference. But I didn't say that out loud, and instead I politely asked why he found that disappointing. He said that while he is a Christian, he gets frustrated that other Christians seem to think it's important that Jesus actually did things like miracles, that they did, in fact, happen. He said that for him, the point of the miracle stories in the New Testament is the deeper lessons they can teach us. He told me, in between mouthfuls of sausage, that if you believe Jesus actually healed people or raised them from the dead, then that held you back from seeing the real lesson that God was trying to teach you. I guess he was saying we should see such events from the life and ministry of Jesus as metaphors, rather than as things that really happened. Now, I am always open to and respectful of different theological viewpoints, but I did say, again, politely, that I see it slightly differently. I said that, from my perspective, we don't need to dismiss such things as not having happened. Now, he was a pleasant sort of chap, and I think we both enjoy talking to each other. But each of us had places to be, so we agreed to disagree, shook hands, and went our separate ways. I've thought about that conversation a number of times in the past few years. And I think it comes to mind quite often because there are a lot of miracle stories in the Gospels. When you read the New Testament, it's hard to avoid them. One of the best-known stories is when Jesus heals a man from leprosy. These are verses from Luke chapter 5. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. That is a familiar scene which appears in three of the Gospels and we could probably describe it as a Sunday school passage, because even the younger members of a church congregation often know this Bible story. I think we teach it to kids, because it's a classic case of Jesus performing a miracle. Now the word it uses for leprosy is more generic than what we know leprosy to actually be. The term can refer to a number of skin conditions. The man suffering from this leprosy recognises who Jesus is. 
he's not just one more prophet. He is the one to be worshipped. And so, in an act of worship, he bows down, and he acknowledges that Christ has the power to heal him. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus is willing, and he heals him. Instantly, the leprosy disappears. I think it matters that miracles like this actually happen. The miracles matter because they reveal something really important. They show us who Jesus is. Bishop Robert Barron sums it up like this. He says that in Jesus, something is really happening. And what's happening is exactly what the Old Testament prophets had said would happen when the Messiah comes. It is the healing and the knitting back together of God's creation. There are lots of different types of miracles in the Gospels. We hear about things like the blind seeing, the lame walking, lepers being cleansed, the deaf hearing, and the dead being raised. This is all the work of the Messiah. The miracles reveal that the kingdom of God is breaking through. It's manifesting itself in the actions of Jesus. The miracles show us that something is really happening. A few years ago, I stood outside Central Hall in Westminster having a theological conversation with a German man who was eating a sausage. Were the conference speakers that day right to think it matters that Jesus actually did miraculous things like healing a man of leprosy? Should we take the passage we heard from Luke 5 at face value? I think we should. Jesus healing the leper is a well-known story. It's a classic case of Christ working a miracle. And what we see in stories like this is the work of the prophesied Messiah. It's nothing less than the God of Israel repairing his broken world. The miracles show that the kingdom is at hand. In Jesus, something is really happening. And that is why the miracles matter. Seven Minute Sermon, a podcast from the Reverend George Pink. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Next week's one is called Dust and Divinity. Because really, we are walking, breathing piles of dust. But we have the divine breath, we have God's breath, in our lungs. That's the idea we're unpacking next week. Thanks for listening to this week's 7-Minute Sermon. If you like this podcast, I'd be really grateful if you gave it a rating or left a review in whichever platform you're listening to right now. Getting a bit of feedback really helps get the podcast out to other people who might be interested in it. You can keep up with all the content I create at my website, which is georgepink.com. And you can connect with me on Facebook. Just search Rev George Pink and you'll find me there.